What's up, guys? Today we're talking about capital raising partnerships. So I was recently asked about capital raising and what the compensation should be for a capital raiser coming onto your deal. Or if you yourself are a capital raiser and you're looking to come in on a deal, what should you get in return? So capital raising is a very important part of this business. And in my opinion, it can often be the most important component of the deal. So the way that the compensation typically works for a syndication where a capital raiser who isn't the lead sponsor is coming to the table and investing and raising equity is that they will receive around a 30% prorated portion of the GP. So that's the number 30. It can range from 25, 35, potentially even more. But 30 is what I see most commonly. And that is inclusive of what they invest. So if you have a capital raise partner who wants to both invest, let's say, half a million and raise another half a million, they could get credit for a million dollars of essentially raising capital. And the way that that proration works is let's just say that the total capital raise is two million, then they will receive half of the 30% allocation to raising capital. So there'll be a 15% GP partner, which will typically entitle the capital raise partner to 15% of the fees and the promote. Now you can structure the deal however you like. You could increase the promote percentage, reduce the fee percentage, or flip that around, whatever makes sense for, for you and your partners. One thing to be very careful of is this sort of structure and agreement where you're prorating on the GP percentage is a fine line with the SEC. And it starts to look, if you're being solely compensated based on how much equity you're raising, you start to look like a broker-dealer. And if you are acting as a broker-dealer without a broker-dealer license, then you're violating SEC laws. So that's something that people need to be very careful of and ensure that you as a partner, as a capital raise partner, or if you are a sponsor bringing on capital raise partners, that they are actually acting as a real partner and not just a, a broker dealer of equity. And the way that they can achieve that is by having a material participation in the marketing of the transaction, in ongoing investor relations, and even weekly, monthly asset management. But certainly, if the capital raise partner is participating and contributing to the quarterly and monthly reporting, for example, then that would make them a legitimate partner. Another way to avoid this risk is not to allow small capital raise partners into your deal. If you're raising $5 bucks and you bring on a bunch of capital raise partners that are each only bringing in half a million, that really looks like brokers that are brokering in those small pieces of equity. Whereas if you brought one capital raise partner to the table that is raising and investing $4 million out of $5 million, now that's a legitimate joint venture equity partner. You could view that as or just a capital raising partner. So th that, that's some of the ways to avoid that SEC risk. So another point is I mentioned that that 30% number. However, if you do have a partner that's bringing in a substantial portion of equity, I'd say more than 50% of the equity, that now starts to put them into more of joint venture equity territory. Typical joint venture equity structures are a 90-10, where the equity partner is providing 90% of the equity, and then the, the service partner or the sponsor is providing 10% of the equity. But that can range from 50-50 all the way to 98-2. So when the partnership starts to look more like this JV, 
you're not, it's typically more expensive to the sponsor in terms of compensating the capital raiser joint venture partner. It's no longer a 30% proration, or at least it, it could be, but it often isn't. At that point, if a capital raise partner is providing 70, 80, 90% of the equity, they're probably going to look for 50% of the GP, at least on the promote. And then on the fees, there can be more of a, a negotiation based on if the sponsor found the deal and it's a great deal, they can get more of the acquisition fee and be rewarded for for doing that. And then if they are the sponsors more materially involved in asset management, obviously the ongoing operations, then they could argue that they should get more of the asset management fee. So fees are a negotiation. The promote is typically split 50-50. And this is one of the reasons why I like to have, if I am doing a co-GP or structuring a deal this way, I'd like to see the capital raise partner bring other things to the table than just capital. Can they also co-sign on the loan and help you satisfy the experience, net worth, and liquidity requirements? Because if you have to give a chunk for the capital raise partner and then give another piece of the deal away to a loan co-signer, you know, there might be less left for you at the end of the day. Whereas if you can find a partner who can provide both of those things in one, you might be in better shape. So if you can find a capital raise partner that can bring capital to the table, they can help share the pursuit costs with you, which are the earnest money deposit, the good faith deposit to the lender, travel fees, inspections, whatever else uh, there is. And also if they can sign on a loan, that can be a great partner that's value added and not just being a broker bringing capital to the table. 